Attention parents and coaches. Do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes? Fortunately for you, there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that. Introducing Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app provides young athletes, parents, and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform. The app allows users to connect with friends, make new friends, create groups, text, chat, and post pictures and videos of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity. To begin, users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account. Younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address. From there, users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app. Small Player Big Play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events. You can live stream your event so that friends, family, or anyone in the world can see you in action. Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player Big Play app today. Are you ready to listen to my dad Joe and Uncle Justin talk about sports? The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. Boring! A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He is just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over, and the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts. Joe Mays, and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. This is episode 325, and Justin, uh, I don't think we're going to be able to top what we were able to accomplish last week. So I, I told you that, so I was working something on Monday and, and the guy we, we both know and have worked a bunch with actually, um, for our other show in terms of the bulldog hour, in terms of logistics and some of, and some of those aspects, um, came up to me and was like, ah, oh, man, I bet you guys talked a lot about Chad last night. And I was like, actually he called in and like his face <laughs> Like jaw drop. It's like, are you serious? I'm like, yes, yes. That, it yeah. was, it was incredible. Yeah, it, it was, was funny. I got interviewed by WFMZ on Monday. They wanted to. They told me they wanted to talk to the community about uh, the the viral sensation that Chad had become. Right, because it wasn't like he just got in the game. It's the way everything unfolded. Right. Yeah. It was it? It was perfect. It was a perfect storm. Like, it would have been one thing if it was in the regular season. Like, it would have been big in Kansas City. You know right. what I mean? Like, the way it went down. But like, but in a playoff game. Um, in A playoff game to seal it at the end with that huge run that everyone just said was, like, that is, that's Chad. Right. And then the play and the, you know, just the confidence that the team and Coach Reed showed in him to convert on that fourth down. And then... Patrick Mahomes tweeting out what he did. And then once you get the mainstream sports social media managers right. involved, like right. now you're talking about millions of people are seeing this right. and everyone just kind of latched on and well, it worked out pretty well for all involved. Obviously the chiefs winning was the most important. Chad getting recognition was amazing. Everyone talking about him all week long across all cool. the sports shows. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. It was going nuts here locally. Obviously Red and Eagle had coverage. I mentioned WFMZ. I got to speak with them. So that was fun. And then I had actually a, a Wilson fan, you know, Wilson booster and alumni that follows the football program, hangs out at all the games, messaged me and said, are you going to do a Wilson shirt? And I was like, I wasn't planning on it. Um, but I mean, I can draw something up and, and, and show you. And then 
Well, th- then this happened. I don't know if you can see it real well, but so in about five days, we drew up a design, had it printed, and sold over 150, oh <laughs> 150 shirts gosh. with it printed. Now, the great thing is, uh, one, it was approved by Chad. I made yeah, sure to get right, his, right, you know, right. I mean, quote unquote licensing. It's obviously not the same thing as going through the agent and whatnot, but Chad's uh, gracious enough to allow us to do that. Uh, and two, the proceeds um, from the sale are going to go to Wilson Minithon. Oh, that's so, awesome. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So that's what um, was decided with, uh, with the sale. So the uh, remaining... Uh, you know, the, the the proceeds from the sale of the shirts after costs and everything are going to be able to make a nice little donation to uh, yeah, that's awesome. Minithon, which is obviously normally would be coming up. Right. Uh, and the main event at Penn State is obviously going to be impacted by uh, the lingering coronavirus as well. So we know that those uh, fine charities could use any of the money they can get. Absolutely. And uh, just thought keeping the money in the district and going to a great cause through the uh, Minithon Foundation was the best way to go. So I will have a check for them in the uh, not-too-distant future. So I appreciate Chad and the Henny family allowing uh, me to do this. And I think a lot of people are happy that they were able to get them for the game today because as of right now, the Chiefs are playing the Bills in the AFC Championship game and not only does Wilson have Chad Henney on the sideline for the Kansas City Chiefs, the Bulldogs also have Rodney Hill as a member of the Buffalo Bills strength and conditioning coaching staff. Yes. Um, a lot of fun. I, I saw because of uh, the situation, he isn't able to travel to the game right now, but he is a member of the team and obviously um, had a huge impact on the Bills' success this year uh, behind the scenes. Not, yeah, not yeah. A, not a position that that gets a lot of recognition, but so they're very very important. And also, I I don't know if he if he talked to you about it, but uh, our friend Adam, who is a huge Bills fan, he's not my friend. I can't cr- <laughs> take credit for him right my, now. My friend, your acquaintance, yeah, Adam. He's a Bills fan. I can't. Right, right. He actually ran into, um, Rodney's mom the other day. Oh, really? Had to at, at the store. And ended up talking to her for a bunch because he had a Wilson sweatshirt on and she like talked to him and so ended up talking and it just so happens Adam is a huge Bills fan like it was it was perfect perfect timing yeah so. that is perfect timing and uh, you know I, that is the silver lining for me if the Bills beat the Chiefs oh absolutely is that Rodney's associated with the team that makes it and a there's a Penn less... Stater on the team too isn't yeah there? Ryan Bates is yeah, on the yeah. team so that makes me happy but with the uh, Buccaneers winning we already got three Penn Staters in the game right I and... like that we're guaranteed to have one win yeah because because there's one on all four teams the, the Chiefs have Stefan Wisniewski who has already won a Super Bowl with who was that with um yeah let me think the Eagles oh the Eagles right the Eagles so yeah he's uh he's back as a backup and lineman for the Chiefs he won one with the Chiefs last year too I believe he, he did he's yeah. already won two right so uh, that's great news for him. But yeah, Ryan Bates on the Bills, and then Adrian Amos was with the Packers, but they fell to the Bucks today. And we're going to talk about Bucks Packers, right. but Penn State, sh- Penn State showed up big in that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amos with an interception. Godwin had a huge game. Um, that talking about he's already like the most receiving yards by a Bucks receiver in postseason history. Is he a free agent this year? I don't think so. Okay, I I didn't know. I think I, this was year three, wasn't it? I, do, I don't remember. I think I he's got one more year okay. left, I think. Because Allen Robinson is a free agent this year. He is a free agent right. this year, yes. That that is, that is for sure, because I was hoping Miami would target him in free agency to pair with uh, Devontae Parker. He would be a great matchup, so, like and then, compliment the Devontae Parker. draft Devontae Smith at three. Ah, <laughs> uh, dreams. Let's not talk about the Dolphins and trades because I have no idea what's going on. And I don't even know how my what my feelings are are with that situation. So let's talk about the actual games that are happening or happened today. And uh, Chiefs Bucks, when we came down here to start the show, uh, had just or was about to come out at halftime. The end of the second quarter took a while, but we were left at what twenty one to twelve. Yeah, Kansas is, City and, leading, and that's what it is right now. Kansas City has the ball in Buffalo territory. Okay. So that's where we stand in that game. We'll keep you updated. Obviously, you're probably watching it as well. But, Justin, what did you think so far how the Bills-Chiefs game is going? So it was interesting. 
Um, I, I commented on a friend of mine from uh, Colombia. He he had mentioned, you know, like, wow, things changed fast or whatever in the game because the Chiefs fell down. And we even joked about it in our uh, group little text. Like, we saw this before from the Chiefs. This was all three of their playoff games last year was this exact thing. Fall yeah. down and then come back. Um, I think the surprising thing to me in the first half was after the first drive, which they settled for a field goal on the first drive, how they really didn't do a ton in terms of offense until the last drive. Mm-hmm. But even there, yeah. then they still got a field yeah, goal. Yeah, because they were essentially and, gifted their first touchdown right. because of a, a miscue on special teams, a fumble. Right. Um, recovered by the Bills inside their five, I think. Like at yeah, three at the three-yard line. Yeah. Right. And um, so, like, I look at it, and it was interesting. And we had the we had the text right before half. Like, what do you do? Do you kick the field goal because they had fourth and goal from the three? Um, they had third and goal from the three, and I think they had second and goal from the three as well. Um, but like they they elected to to kick the field goal to make it twenty one twelve. Um. And I get that. I get you need the points there. It just also worries me. Now, who knows what will happen on this drive for the Chiefs. But you you knew you were kicking off to them to start the second half. So, like, I, it's tough. So, I, I know you got to be like, oh, we got to have faith in our defense and everything. Yeah, but your defense just gave up 21 points to the Chiefs in the, third, or in the right. second quarter. And the only drive you stopped them, I think, was the drive that ended the quarter or ended the half, you know, like I say drive, it was the one play to just go into the thing. So I don't know. I feel like in that situation, I feel like you have to go for it. I know you feel, it feels like you could lose the game on that, on that play. You know, if you don't score at all, you could basically be sealing your fate at halftime. But if you kick a field goal and if now it's third and three, I think for the chiefs and I'm sure this a little behind, but like, if you give up a, if you trade a field goal for a touchdown again with the Chiefs here, and you go down twenty eight twelve, I don't know that that is much better. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to put, take some risks to outscore the Chiefs in the second half of the of the game. Right. I don't know. Like I I understand kicking it, but I just feel I, like I see. I I, I, I feel I, like you you need the touchdown like. I don't know how many times you're going to get the ball. How many times are you going to get the ball without the Chiefs scoring? And you already were down 12. Like, so, I mean, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I it, just... we'll see how it plays out. Like, you know, it's all revision. Like, if they don't get in, I'm like, oh, they should have gone for it. No, but you're right. You're if right. they don't, it, it, it does come, it makes that one play even bigger. If you don't get it, you're in a lot of trouble then. But, I guess a lot comes down to what happens here. So the Chiefs kicked a field goal. So it's 24 to 12. So it's still 12 points. So, I, I mean, I guess you didn't really lose much ground. You, you know, you traded field goals, but. Yeah, but I know. I, I, I would have been safe and I would have taken the points because I, they were rolling, scoring yeah. 21 in a row. With You weren't able to answer. You hadn't gotten much. And I understand how many times you're going to get the ball, how many times you're going to get the opportunity. Right. But if you don't get three, then you're left even more demoralized. Right. But I look at it this way, and I don't remember where their first field goal was 51 yards. Yeah, so they didn't. It's a they, big boot. Right, yeah, right. Big boot. But so that second field goal came with, like I said, they had second and goal from the three or three and a half, but like second and goal right there and third and goal and fourth and goal right from that spot. They are the number one ranked red zone offense. And the Chiefs are the 32nd. Right. So, like, you got to make that score. However, and I heard this today. This is hard to believe. Do you know how many yards rushing per game the Bills have this year? Like, average? 80. 64 That's yards. That's the worst. Aver- yeah. Wow. But, now, to be fair, like, we watched some of that game last week where they, they had, like, 13 plays in a row where they didn't technically rush the ball, but they threw the ball you know, five of those passes are like short one yard passes where they run, you know, like it's like we used to see with the Eagles way back in the day where like you quote unquote, replace the running game with, with the short passing game. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. The Patriots, uh, that was, that was their big thing before they started to like unleash and and be a scary offense, which they would do every, so every few years, 
they were they're all about my short passing game is my rushing game. You don't have to worry about it. I did have to laugh when the announcers were talking early in the game about how the Bills are gonna dare the Chiefs to run the ball. Dare the Chiefs to run the ball. And I'm thinking like, listen, I love Andy Reid and he, he's been very successful. But daring Andy Reid to run the ball is traditionally has been a strong bet. <laughs> like because he's not gonna do it. Like he he will. And I know that's how they beat the Chiefs or how the Chiefs beat the Bills earlier in the year. They rushed for like 200-some yards. But, yeah, it's just, uh, it'll be interesting. So, Chiefs are up 12 about five minutes into yeah. the third quarter. I so. pulled up the game here to try to watch. I'm not going to splash it up on the screen because we get flagged for that, and I don't want to lose a uh, connection here. So, uh, I do want to, before we continue talking about the uh, the championship games, the conference championship games, and talk about the Packers' loss to the Buccaneers, I have two um, fan contacts. Uh, the first one I'll, I'll talk about is a tweet, which we haven't had in a while, but is from uh, my uh, former roommate at Penn State. Um, is also a Buffalo Bills fan uh, with, uh, with our basketball correspondent, Adam, who they just both like to drive me nuts yes. about the Bills. Yes. And Mark chimes in on Twitter. Now, this was early, I believe, when Buffalo was up 9 nothing. And he wanted to know, ask a, a question, is Bills versus Brady arguably an even more epic storyline than Pat's Patriots versus Brady? Because either the Bills finally avenge themselves against their nemesis or Brady smotes their ruin yet again, delivering a fifth Super Bowl loss even after departing the division. <laughs> that is interesting. It is like, fair if point. The Bills would win so that, if, win if, if the Bills win tonight, it would be the most wins uh, anyone has ever had against somebody they go against in the Super Bowl. He, I think he's 32-3 and three or something like that against wow. the Bills. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to think. He yeah. does not lose to the Bills often. No. And they I, had, there were a lot of opportunities there. Yeah. They met each other a right. lot. Well, he's already what? Is it only like the fourth quarterback to go to the Super Bowl with, with two different teams? I think it said. Is that what it is fourth? I, I don't. I don't remember if it was four or two, but I feel like two would be that would be awfully repeated there. I think it's four. Okay. Um, but then the other one that I have here. Thank you, Mark, for tweeting at us. We appreciate it. Uh, it's from my uncle, and this is a little bit of um, a season recap and giving us an idea of how things went for our predictions. Okay, oh, because you know he keep likes to keep us honest. So. I like that we do have like this like show historian. Right, I don't like, have to worry is, about it. Then. Right, exactly. Go, go back and clip our right, shows. Right, you know all the right. show the eight shows we do over the summer talking about what's going to happen. Right. So he he keeps us honest here. So uh, my uncle Rich, um, Massachusetts Rich, Patriots fan Rich. That's what Pat's fan, Rich, or anything, or whatever he calls himself. He says, since I am still retired and have no honeydew list to do, I keep track of things like our early season football picks. Oh, he not only has us, he has his and my dad's, too. That's perfect. So here's a summary for you to talk over. Joe, you picked two division winners, right? The Seahawks and Chiefs. Okay. Plus four playoff teams. Wow. The Buccaneers, Ravens, Steelers, and Bills. That's not bad. That's low watermark. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you also picked the same two division winners plus seven playoff teams. All right. All right. Same four as me, plus you got Saints, Colts, and Titans. Okay. My dad, Bill, three division winners, the Seahawks and Chiefs, plus the Bills. Ooh, See, we okay. still went with the Patriots. We did, we did. Uh, but my dad got the Bills, and he got five playoff teams, the Bucks, Saints, Ravens, Steelers, and Colts. My uncle had two division winners, the Saints and Chiefs, plus six playoff teams, Bucks, Seahawks, Ravens, Browns, Colts, and Titans. So overall, I mean, not, not awful, not terrible. Uh, two out of eight for me, and then I got four more playoff teams. So I got six, you know, six that made the right. playoffs. Um you got nine, which is nine out of 14. Is yeah, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take um, nine out of 14. That's not bad. My dad is eight out of 14, and so was my uncle. So you're the winner. You got nine out of 14. Hey, it, was, it was my year for picking, uh, you, uh, for you picking did, winners. Yeah, you, I mean, that kind of makes sense, right? Yes. <laughs> you, you nailed it. I remember we talked about the, the spreadsheet you have where we went through game yeah. by game. Yeah. And you know you had the Jaguars zero and sixteen, and you edited it to make them one and fifteen, and you were not that far off. So, uh, so I also it, I was thinking of that spreadsheet today when I was when um, when Troy Aikman is in the game, and I sent this over the text when Troy Aikman's like, "Who could have written this story?" And I'm like, "Literally everyone wrote this story." Like when he went to the Bucks, everybody's like, "Oh man, the Bucks are loaded. Watch, they're gonna go to the Super Bowl." Yeah. Like. 
Now, I, I understand what he's saying. Like, it was, you know, there were moments this year where it didn't look like that was going to be the case and all this stuff. But, like, literally everybody, everybody thought this. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that one, I mean, we, we, we hemmed and hawed and went back and forth. But we ended up going right. with And the I Bucks. shouldn't say, like, the Super Bowl. But, like, the fact that, like, the Bucks are good, that's, that's a surprise to no one. They've got, they've got three all-pro caliber wide receivers. Now, one of those didn't play today. But they have a Hall of Fame tight end. And I know his his it hasn't been that kind of year for him, but they've asked him to do different things. Right. Well, look at that that tight end screen today. How perfect of a play right. call was that? Right. So, like, I... Yeah. They're, they're doing just they're fine. They're just fine. So, um, my uncle actually goes into our divisional, our playoff picks here. He says... Let's review. Joe picked the Bucks losing to the Seahawks and the Chiefs beating the Ravens. So I have two. I had two in in the final four mm-hmm. here in the conference championship, um, and then I had the Seahawks beating the Chiefs. So I was off on that. Justin, you had the Seahawks beating the Eagles and the Chiefs beating the Colts. So you have one of your final four left standing, um, but you had the Chiefs beating the Seahawks. So your Super Bowl champ is still in play. My dad chose the Cowboys to lose to the Seahawks and the Ravens to beat the Chiefs. So um, my dad was one only one of four, and his Super Bowl winner is out. Um, and my uncle's picks were Saints over Bucks and Chiefs over Ravens. And he had the Saints winning it for Drew Brees one last time over the Chiefs. Oh, and all that's not a bad Final Four for him. Saints, like because all Chiefs, of those Ravens, were like close, yeah. right. They were all playoff teams. They were all is that the teams. only? Is he the only one of us to have all four he, of those be playoff teams? Um, um. No, because I had Bucks, Seahawks, Chiefs, Ravens. Okay, so the yeah, you guys both at least had all four teams. Yeah, and I have and I had the Seahawks beating the Chiefs, um, and he had the Saints beating the Chiefs, and now he says, "I guess I'll have to root for my boy Tom." Oh man, he did get to hear our interview with Chad. He said, "Nice job. It was great listening." So. Thanks for uh, listening to it after the fact, Uncle Rich. I know you're not able to listen to us live uh, when you're not at home at your computer, but we appreciate the email, keeping us honest and up to date. That's great. I love uh, having those little, you know, looking back on what we thought was going to happen this season. And um, I I think we did did okay. You know, 9 out of 14 on the playoffs is pretty good. Um, He did really well in his final four. Um, uh, Both me and him both got the final four, like, we didn't get exact, but we had all teams that were in the playoffs just off by a game or two here. Um, but really, just the, the Chiefs are the one keeping some of us alive. So hopefully that trend continues here. So appreciate Mark and Rich for the contact. But um, let's talk about the NFC Championship. Let's talk about the Packers' loss to the Buccaneers. I believe that drops Aaron Rodgers to either 1-4 or 1-5 in NFC Championship games in his career. I think 1-4, because I think he won the first one he went to, and, and they the lost the last four, four. Including the last two now, right? Wasn't the yeah, Packers yeah. 49ers, that yeah. was the NFC Championship last yeah. year. It was an interesting game. It, at times, it felt like the Bucks were going to run away with it. They got up, what, yeah. 28-10, I believe? Right. And then things went really weird. Yeah, you had Brady throw three interceptions on what was it in seven attempts? In seven attempts on on three straight drives. When he hadn't thrown, he hadn't thrown a single interception in three hundred ninety some. Three hundred ninety-two or three hundred ninety-three? Was that his last night? Three hundred ninety-three attempts, or was that postseason attempts? I think it was his last three hundred ninety-three on the road. Oh, on the road. Yeah, and he threw three and seven. It's crazy. But didn't they have that exact same stat for Rodgers in Tampa Bay earlier in the year? I think so. I think so. Like he hadn't thrown some in hundreds of snaps and he threw two and five plays or something like that. It's crazy that that happened in the the same two teams in the same Some of the stuff that the Packers did, like how do you let them throw that pass over the top for the touchdown before half? Like that's unacceptable. That's the kind of stuff where like, don't get me wrong, there are some things I thought about later in the game that I'm like, oh, that angers me. Like in terms of play calling and a call, which was pass interference, but they literally hadn't called that all day long. Right. So like, I was just frustrated with some of those things. But like, when you do stuff like that, like you're you're putting yourself in a position to lose. Yeah, like, I just, I, I know. I everyone wants to focus on the the late pass interference call, which is a big call. So or it, no, call. it's interesting. Well, I guess it was call. It's interesting to me the discussion about it because I feel like it. It's not black and white. I feel like it's no. very gray. It's open to interpretation. I know you don't want rules to be like that, 
But and you pointed but this out. I virtually think, every rule is right. I think you pointed this out, and I completely agree. I don't like the call, not because it not wasn't necessarily not pass interference, right? But it hadn't been called the entire game, both ways, both right, ways yeah, for both teams, right? So I don't see how you call it there, especially when you combine it with the fact that I don't think the ball was catchable, and I don't think it was close enough to him, and the player basically flops and embellishes right what happened uh it was uh was it tyler johnson from the buccaneers who's like the fifth wide receiver he's a rookie barely yeah. didn't play yeah. a lot he had year. a big catch earlier he in did the have game. a big catch earlier in the game but I, I just i don't like the call because it wasn't getting called earlier in the game just be consistent well literally essentially the exact same play but led to uh buck's interception of rogers in the first half, it where the guy held the receiver, and that's why he was able to be in position to make to make the interception, and they didn't call it. Which okay, like if you're gonna let him be physical, like right. that, that's fine. Like there's a lot of times where like man, DBs like get the short end of the stick on that stuff. Like I understand, but like we we talk about this all the time like we what do we ask for from officials in every sport is consistency right and it's up to the players to adjust to call that at the end i'm not as big on and i thought they did a good job of explaining like it seemed to come in super late i would agree it did seem to come in super late but that official's 25 yards away that it he was where he's supposed to be right, exactly. and that's his responsibility it just it physically takes a long time for that flag to travel that far but like and it also, probably wasn't as late as it seems when you're watching it in real time. Like you also said, they didn't lose just on that play call. Because you don't also don't know what's going to happen after that. Don't let them score before half on that stupid half. play. Go for a touchdown instead of a field goal with two minutes to play. So that was one that I thought was really interesting. Because I'm like, I don't agree with it. But I understood what they were doing. Because I'm like, man, they've got a chance to win now in, in regulation. If they can stop them. And... It's crazy because if that call doesn't go their way, Aaron Rodgers is getting the ball back and has a timeout left. Yeah. Because that was the dumbest thing ever to slide down. Yeah, what was he doing? I understand. I think they had said, like, hey, run a little bit. I think they thought that he would run and they would get it under two minutes and then he would slide. Yeah. But it did not. And so he gave them an extra timeout. Like, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't really understand what was going on there. Um. Yeah, just just weird. Um, well, I think what I said to you guys in the text was, it was set up to be an awesome end of the game, and, and, it, and just it just like fizzled. It yeah. was so anticlimactic, and it was so between like odd play calling, a penalty influencing the outcome of the game, right or wrong. Like right. by the letter of the rule, it was pass interference. Like I, I'm not going to argue it wasn't. Right. You could argue that was the ball catchable. I don't know. And it always gets tough because like, well, if he wasn't interfered with, would it have been catchable? Right. Like sometimes it's clear as day. But like you said, there's a lot of gray area. But the thing to me was that like grabbing both ways was happening the entire game. And then they call it at the end. And that that's, that's tough. That's that's a tough one to swallow when it's not consistent. Um, but but yeah, if I'm the Packers, I'm like Aaron Rodgers, run the ball on third down. You threw it. It wasn't even like a good pass. It was to Devontae Adams, who was great, but he was covered by two guys, and there was a third guy close by that had no shot of getting through. Right. And I don't think Rodgers scores. Well, he's fast. I think the guy peels off of Adams. You know who does score? Chad, Chad Henney scores. Yes. Chad Henney scores in that. But like he gets he gets inside the three probably, and now you now you've got fourth and goal from inside the three. But man, that led to some. It was just weird. Now it's a loss and it's tough and emotions are raw and stuff. But like it was definitely awkward. Like some of the post game stuff there, where Rogers like wasn't my decision, which is true. It's not your decision. That is the coach's decision. Yeah, but then sure. he's like. Yeah, I don't know. It's always hard. He gives those cryptic answers a lot of times, all the times mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, so. constantly. Yeah. Um, seem to having a camera issue. Of course, it's the one over top of me. That That's the only one that shows you. That's all right. Um, waiting for my dad to text me. He broke the camera. Um, I, watching the game here, 
It's 24 to 15. The Bills just kicked another field goal. Cut right. it to nine. It's still two possession game. That's three times, though, that they've had the ball. Well, no. It's twice they've had the ball inside the 10 and, and kicked the field, kick goal. field goals. Yeah. Now, I know having like third down from the eight and fourth down from the eight isn't exactly. Oh, boy. Oh, what happened? Tyreek Hill is video gaming. He just, he's going to. Oh. Oh. Is he? Is he going to? He got tackled at the <laughs> nine, I think it was. Uh, but yeah, that was a video game play. Like, I think he's hurt now. He's either tired or very or hurt. He may be very tired though. I don't know. But he gets so low when he runs. It's crazy how he can stay uh, that fast and be that low. But he's a wee little man. He took it from where was he on their thirty five or forty and took it all the way down to Buffalo's yeah, nine. It says first and goal at the four. Is what oh, he got to the four. Okay, I just wasn't seeing yeah. it correctly. Okay, yeah, yep, four. So he went. From the 35, 40-yard line on Kansas City side to Buffalo's Listen, four. it's easy for me to sit here in a chair, not on camera, and not uh, as the coach of the Buffalo Bills, but that's why you have to go for it. You have to go for it on one of these, right? Like, eventually you have to go for it. Like, do you think you're going to hold the Chiefs to 24 points? Right, right. Well, they're, they're I mean, they're now down to the three. Right, uh, you know what I mean? Like, to play in the third. You have to hold them to a field goal here. You have to hold them to a field goal here. Right, because if they get a touchdown you need two touchdowns and two two-point conversions to just tie the game right so um tyreek hill has eight catches for 160 yards on nine targets uh but he is uh resting they put a jacket on him so this you got to be thinking this is a travis kelsey uh situation here but didn't they hand it off to him earlier in the game too i think I, on like a third and one to get inside the like down in the red zone i thought they handed it to him um so, the the Chiefs are threatening, but um, oh, and the clock's just ticking now too. Right. Like, what else do you have to say about Packers Bucks as we try to keep you updated on this Chiefs game? Uh, Packers Bucks. So, I, the, I think honestly, the the more the weirder thing to me than some of the decisions by the Packers and and the refs is Tom Brady's like brilliant performance that like does it. Does that not personify all year, though? Yeah. No, it's like, it's perfect allegory for the way the Bucks season went. Because do you remember they were 7-5 and five at one point? Yes. We were talking they were on seven here, and like, five. what are they? They were 7-5. And, and I think the the Patriots were 5-7, and seven, maybe. And, Something like but that. But had, like, looked like maybe they, they were starting to put it together. Corner, yeah. And I'm thinking, and I, I, I'm sure I said Chiefs. There we go. I think shovel past the Kelsey. And, and you called it. But there, are, I was sitting. I'm like, are are the Patriots worse off than than the than the Bucks? Like, because now to be fair, I would consider this a successful. Se- I know that's not really going out on a limb, but like the Bucks made the Super Bowl. But anything short of the Super Bowl was going to be a failure for them. And I know you can say that about virtually any NFL team, but in reality, that's not true, right? Like there are at least ten teams who you can say who they can say the Super Bowl is their goal, but like everybody knows it's not their. It's not. It's not a realistic goal, right? You know what I mean, like seventy-five yards in four plays, and that's why you need to go. You need to go for one of these. You can't coach to kick field goals against the Chiefs. Extra point is good. Kansas City leaves Buffalo thirty-one to fifteen, three twenty-nine to play in the third quarter. So, so Buffalo needs two touchdowns and two two-point conversions just to tie. Right, without giving up any more points without, to right. the Chiefs, who have scored thirty-one points over the last. 25 minutes of game time. And like, I, I was saying this in our group chat, mostly because, you know, I, I'm terrified of the Bills winning as a Dolphins fan coming off of two I, I decades that. of Patriots dominance. Well, to see the Bills turn around and go to the Super Bowl. Zip, dude, I've lived this. I had to live through two Giants Patriots Super Bowls. <laughs> right. But, you know, I'm saying this to Adam, who's, you know, he's trying to, he's being excited and I get it. Oh, 100%. But because and he he wasn't like being obnoxious. He was just no, like, well, no, this no, is a good no. you know this is a good start. It is and, a good and I, start. What did I said? This is right where the Chiefs, Chiefs want you, right? right. right. And I'm only, it was only like half joking. Like right, we've seen this story well, how many times? It was interesting because so I was talking with with Adam this week, and we were just talking about how like I I read and it was one of those. It's one of those statistics things that's just like fascinating to me. Boggles your like, mind. Five thirty eight did like this statistical analysis of like quote unquote how lucky have the Chiefs been over their last like eight games, and like statistically speaking, they've been as lucky as you can get in terms of some of the things that have happened in games. 
and by winning their last eight games by a combined 32 points. Like, that's absurd. It, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in the NFL. To win all of those games, well, except one, but, like, by that, it, it just is crazy. And But we were talking, we're like, it's going to, at some point, it's going to veer from that, right? At some point, they either lose or they win by more than a couple points. Like, right. And, and he's like, and he was saying, he's like, I'm deathly afraid that it's going to be they win by more than just a few points. Well, like, that, like I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. And we're going to have an entire Super Bowl preview show next week. But looking, looking at the Buccaneers, now maybe they get healthy and Antoine Winfield Jr. plays in two weeks. Should the Chiefs win this game? But who on the Buccaneers is stopping the Chiefs' weapons? Because no one was able to do it this year. Like, really, the Raiders beat the, the Chiefs in week, what was it, five? Yeah. In Kansas City. Because they were able to score more than them. I know that sounds really stupid, but you know what I'm saying. The Chiefs' defense yeah. couldn't stop them when they needed to. Because no. wasn't the game was in the 30s, wasn't it? The point scored, yeah. both teams yeah. were in the 30s. So, that's the only way the Chiefs are going to lose. I don't know if I have confidence enough that the Bucks are going to be able to put up as many points as the Chiefs. The Chiefs this almost will... picked off Allen. Okay. So, this will sound insane. And is this hyperbole? Absolutely. But that's that's why I want to talk about it. Who, at this point... Okay. There's still a lot of football left in this game. Yes, there is. Based Ooh. on Based on what you've seen today, though, and what you saw even... Throughout these playoffs, again, it's, it's not as big of a picture as you might think, but like, who do you take? Do you take Patrick Mahomes or do you take, do you, who do you trust more? Do you trust Patrick Mahomes more? Or do you trust Tom Brady more? Based on what we saw today. Based on the season sample size. Yeah. And really, micro too. Like you said today, I'm taking Mahomes. Now, he's, he, I mean, he's, He's better than the goat. I got it. I got it. In this, in the, in this, you know, it's one of those things. Am I talking about this game? You right said it. Now, He's better. You said it. He's the for... best all time. <laughs> we heard He's it. Trying to get me in trouble. Um, but no, you know, I, I was down on, on Brady, and obviously that. By the way, of... Adam should be thanking us because we just locked up the Bills coming back in right, this game, exactly. right? Like, yeah, that's, yeah, true, that's true, true. But you know, the first maybe ten, ten or so years, you know, I was convinced that. I don't want to say system, no. but I'm down on Brady because I feel like a lot of it was coaching so, and, and what they were able to do around him. And it was this team game, blah, blah, blah. And obviously 2007 made me mad with the way they were doing things. And then, oh, wait, he blows out his knee, you know, in the right. first week. And they were able to do stuff without him. But, you know, a few years later it comes around and he's doing it now with lesser pieces okay. and constantly. And, and all the he's time. doing it. It's not just like right. that. He's like the It's only... not like Hall of Famers across the defense. Right. You know. He's getting it done, and, and now you see what he's able to rejuvenate Tampa Bay in a year. So, like, I understand that Brady is quite clearly, for, for everyone, like, this isn't a debatable, obviously top five, should be probably top three, and by and large, probably number one. You know, and this isn't for me. This is saying everyone. Like, if you have a quarterback, right. greatest quarterback of all time discussion, yeah. if you leave Tom Brady out of it, you are – a whole lot of things. No, like at this at this stage now, absolutely. No, I mean, that, that's kind of how I and I was saying this a little bit two years ago, or maybe more than that, when they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, and like people are like, who are you rooting for? Well, I don't want either team to win, but based on my fandom, Tom Brady winning another Super Bowl at that point meant nothing to me, especially because the Eagles had beat him the year right, before. Okay. You like, had that feather that, in your It cap. changes everything, and it came up this year. In which which of the games? One of the playoff games, somebody threw for five hundred yards and lost, or maybe maybe it was no no it wasn't a playoff game. It was one of the games where they where Brady lost or they were close to losing, but he threw for five hundred some yards and they're like, when has you know you don't see that and I'm like oh yes like or maybe it wasn't even him but somebody threw for a ton of yards for over five hundred yards and lost. And that's what Brady did against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Um, still no luck on this camera. I'm not really sure what to do about it, but that's a disappointing. So let's uh, change things up. But here. like, yeah. So I, I feel like, man, that that's a heck of a matchup. That's a heck of a matchup. I also was thinking about this, and don't get me wrong. Like, 
is this some of me just being still being bitter over it? Because Josh Allen just got sacked. Like a huge this sack is, this by is, Frank Clark. This is absolutely me still being bitter about some of these things. But when I look at it, it is interesting to me how like like the like the spygate stuff and the deflated ball the deflated ball, like I understand that that's kinda like whatever. Some people think it's a bigger deal than what it probably was. But like when you get into that stuff, like and like just like PEDs in football, people just like make a big deal out of it and then just don't care. Like it just doesn't care. It hasn't changed the narrative at all. But you look at something like baseball, where PEDs keeps people out of the Hall of Fame, right. but only if you're caught. Isn't that amazing? Only if you're caught. It's absolutely right? amazing. Because there are there are steroid users in the Hall of Fame. Like just to be clear, there are steroid users in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. They just weren't caught. Well, I want all of them to be, and I have no problem. No, one hundred percent. Clemens and Pettit. Right, absolutely. And, um, McGuire and Sosa. Absolutely. Uh, you know all absolutely. those guys. But then I just also like I look at it. People just don't care in football, and yet like here it is. But like you look at the Astros, like the Astros won, but they they, they cheated. They cheated, and now like it is. It's going to be years removed, and people are still... It's such a big deal. People joke about it all the time. And not that people don't joke about it with the Patriots, but, like, it just goes away because that's what happens in football. People just don't care about that kind of stuff. Like, I'll never forget when Brian Cushing got popped for testing positive for PDs. They re-voted for Defensive Rookie of the Year, and he still won. Yeah. Because they're just like, yeah. Yeah, like, it happens. When Brian Cushing, who was... Had steroid issues in high school, had steroid issues in college, had steroid, no. steroid issues in right. college or in the pros, and they're just like, yeah, that's just it that's just, just kind of his it, thing. It's, you know, it's what he does. Right. Don't worry about it. So, oh yes, you know, we're in year what? What is this now? Year three of Mahomes starting four in his career, correct? He, he sat the whole first year, almost the whole first year. Right, he played like a lot. He, last he game took him to the AFC Championship like game his first year. That's when he burst onto the scene. First AFC team ever to host three straight AFC Championship games. Yep. Chad Henney playing in his fourth straight AFC yes. Championship game. So, where where are we on Mahomes in three years as a starter with an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, a Super Bowl championship? Three straight AFC Championship game appearances, pending on whether we're getting a second Super Bowl appearance. So, so uh, this sounds crazy. The career like, trajectory, where where cre- we at? Career trajectory, I'm 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 all in. Like, I think it it the sky's the limit for this guy. It's really interesting. A lot could be determined over the next two weeks because if he gets two, if they win, there's a decent chance he'll be Super Bowl MVP. You're right, because quarterback naturally. Right. So it's if they were to win and he were to get Super Bowl MVP, that would give him more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It give him more Super Bowls than Drew Brees. It would give him as many as Super many Bowls as, as Eli Payton. and Peyton. Right. Now you're probably talking all the time, so I'm sorry I said Eli. No, 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 <laughs> no. But that that's that's right. But like, he'd have as many as uh, John Elway. He'd be, you know, he'd be closing in on Troy Aikman, right? And and he's a couple years in now. And he's yeah, he's only four years in his career, three years as a starter. Can and that, they have guys locked up, right? Like, can that go crazy, right? And that's the thing we've talked about. This is a different, whole different part of what we talked about on the show. Usually in relationship to the Eagles, but like they had a hundred and seventy-seven dollars of cap space coming into the year, coming in, into this season, and they locked up Mahomes to a half a billion dollar deal, right? I know that's it's more complex than that. They locked up Kelsey, the highest tight end contract ever. They locked up. Did, did they lock up Clark, or did they end up like? No, I, I think he's he's on the long term. Okay, yeah, but you know, like they 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 lock guys up. Like, man, yeah, I don't. They're 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 sitting in a good spot. So the fourth quarter's underway. Kansas City Sillies thirty-one to fifteen. The Bills do have the ball first and 10. And, uh, you know, we'll see uh, how things go. They need to – they have to score on this drive. You, you don't yeah, get touchdown. any points on this drive. Um, they you, are in Chiefs territory. You, They're inside the 40. You, in theory, you might not kick it again until overtime if, if you're them. Like, that's that's got to be your goal is for him to not kick until overtime. Because going for the end zone, oh, just over Stephon Diggs' head. Sorry, not for the end zone, toward the 10 yard line. Um, 
Well, it was towards the end zone. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, how, that's what I was saying. I thought they were closer than they were. Uh, Bashad Breland was on Stefan Diggs. Actually, Diggs get away with a little push-off, and then he comes up complaining about Bashad Breland for some reason, but Diggs was the one that pushed off. So, well, I, like I said, I don't want to dig too deep into the Super Bowl matchup. One, it's not confirmed. And two, we're going to have an entire hour to talk about right, it next right. week. Um, I believe with Paul Roberts, I'm going to reach out to him and have huh? him on. Uh, especially because when we talked to him the first time we talked to him, um, the Bucks were one of those teams that he was like he was, he was all really about. high he was on, really high, high on. on. And you and I were just kind of like, yeah, yeah, some weeks, okay, yeah, Paul. some weeks, no, I don't know, I don't see it. But we also did hedge our bets and said, what yeah. NFC team really is there? Because we weren't sold on any of them, right? And I feel like that's what we saw. And like, I'm still, I'm still at that point. And then I said the next time we were on with uh, Paul, I said, give me the Chiefs and everyone else. Like if you were like, yeah, in, in a betting world. You can bet on the Chiefs or you can bet on the other, you know, at the time, 31 teams. Obviously, it doesn't work out that way. Even if you give me the other, what was it, 13 teams in the playoffs, I still take the Chiefs. And right. I'm not budging off of that. Right. Why would I now? They're right. a quarter of way from making the Super Bowl. Right. So, but Chiefs-Bucks, where, where are we at on that? Where what's? I mean, it's great quarterback matchup. Yeah, I'm excited. The, the, the young. Excited. The young goat against the old goat, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, really, that's the way you look yeah. at it. Mahomes is the guy. I know there are people, like, hopping on a Josh Allen bandwagon this year. Oh, but absolutely. And they going... sh- based on the way he played this year, you should. He scored. Right. They they were flashing that stat up there over and over. He's responsible for 50 touchdowns this year. That's absurd. And that's what you want in a young guy. Yes. Is he? I just don't think he's on Mahomes' level, but no one is. I just right. I don't think right. anyone is. I He's... He's Pro Bowl caliber, like Josh Allen, like the way he played this year. Pro Bowl caliber, like up there, arguably the second best quarterback was, in the AFC I was this say, year. I think he may be the second best quarterback in the AFC right. this season. Now, his numbers may be better than Mahomes this year. I think they are better than Mahomes this year. Mahomes but, didn't play a game. Right. The last and week of and the there's some of the, like, you know, I don't. They also are just, now poised just, to beat, each, beat him, them. Mahomes is poised to beat Allen till the second time head-to-head, this time in the AFC Championship. Game. Right, right. So you got that going for you, too. I mean, obviously, both teams should be excited for the future, too, which is crazy to think about a team that is possibly on the verge of making a second straight Super Bowl. It says the Chiefs got the ball back. Oh, so may, my stream may be behind. Right, uh, right. But, hey, I'm all for that. Go Chiefs. Run yeah, it back. I know. Chiefs I, kingdom, yes, baby. that's... So it'll be, it's, I don't, I got so many, so many things going on right now. Just thinking about, um, will, will it become annoying? Yes. What do you know what I'm about to say? I, I, okay. If I had to predict what you're going to say is I, I would say that the, like, passing of the torch conversation that's going to happen between no Brady no that's and, not where i was going okay, at all okay. no sorry sorry is it going to be annoying am i going to find the chiefs annoying once Ch- chad if chad isn't there if uh I, but i believe he signed a two-year contract so, so okay can i give you my take on that i think a lot of it is going to have to do with how the dolphins pan out if the dolphins go into contention and chad's not there yes they're going to you're going to oh, be right, super annoyed yeah. by them because because they're, they're afc team. right if if and I, I don't hope this happens, but like if the Dolphins don't pan out and Chad is there for a year or two or whatever. I'm just going to keep riding those. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I think it'll be kind of, you know, and, and like, and, you know, if Mahomes keeps being the guy that he appears to be, you know, yeah. just like, oh, well, hey, you're rooting for him and he's well, fun to, and he's fun to watch. Like the great thing for me, at least next year. Is Miami doesn't play Kansas City next year. Oh, there you go. They they unfortunately had to play them this year because of uh, scheduling. And we keep getting to see that play over and over. Yeah, they keep showing it over and over. I'm like, yeah, thanks. They sealed the game against my Dolphins by running the play that Chad beat the Browns with. Yes, thank you. I love seeing it. I appreciate it. I like the one against the Browns better. But Miami doesn't play Kansas City next year in the regular season. So... Unless they meet in the postseason, I don't have to worry about they, that. They picked off Josh Allen, is, what, is what this says. Now, All right, well, we haven't gotten to that point, so right. my streams are probably about a, at least a minute behind. Um, you know, I'm not going to say it's over, but that's not going to be if, helpful. Right, and I don't know if it's being reviewed or if they're just that commercial or what. If the Chiefs score like, on this drive, it's pretty close to being over. Because you're talking about what probably about ten minutes to play, and you're down right, by right. There, there's thirteen three. right now, but like till they would, yeah, it could be a problem. So, 
you know? I, I yeah. And that was just my thought going running through my head is will I so, eventually find the Chiefs annoying like people found the Patriots annoying? People yeah, but I feel like we were the on the pa- people hated we were on, the Cowboys. The we were 90s. on the Patriots. The Steelers, you we were know, on the. So I was on Patriots hate from the beginning. Like I, they were never the lovable losers to me. See, like, I didn't really start to hate them until two thousand seven. <laughs> oh, see, I I couldn't stand them. But part of that's because they beat the Eagles, probably. But oh like, yeah, a few years before um, that, yeah. And I think I was I by that time, even by that time, and that was a little early. But I was full on the. I didn't. Like I was on the Peyton, like I wanted Peyton and the Colts to be better than the. Yeah, Patriots. which is funny because I was not, I was anti. I know, I know. For so long, I'll never forget. So, I was back home. This was the 2006 Super Bowl, I think. Was that the Bears Colts? Yeah, Bears Colts. Because I was up at Penn State. I, and right, and my parent, like I was living at home because I was taking classes at Kutztown for like my teaching cert, and I, like my parents were away. They were they were on a cruise. And, like, your parents were like, hey, you know, they're having their Super Bowl party. Like, um, let's just think back to times when people just had parties at their houses. And lots, of people, the 40. lots of people came over, you know. Um, but I went and everyone was rooting for maybe the Bears. Not, right. Everyone's rooting for the Bears. Well, John Gilmore was, John on Gilmore the was there. And it may have been different now. Like, now that I, I met John and all this. But, like, at the time, like, I knew who John was, but, like, he didn't go to Wilson when I went to... Like, I was only there for two... It was just different. And I wanted Peyton to get one so bad. Mm-hmm. I was there in my Peyton Manning jersey. And everyone just and like... And everyone just like, oh my gosh. And then they won. And I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy. Yeah, that was in Miami. Yes. It was and it poured rain. rain uh, yes. Devin Hester kicked it off with a yep. return for a touchdown. And which, that was the best which, highlight by the way, got. that year... The same this the college football BCS championship started the same way. Ted Ginn had opened yeah, for it. Ohio State and, and then Florida smacked them. Right, right. Yeah, it was funny the the uh, the the uh, parallels to those two games was just really eerie. But the Chiefs are near the Buffalo's forty here in the fourth quarter. That uh, so I don't I, I don't want to be like clipped on like freezing cold takes like for saying it's over Dude, but yeah but like there's worse thing that could happen no i know and, and, and <laughs> trust me i know they're not scouring this show for uh freezing cold takes but uh it certainly looks like it's going to be chiefs bucks i mean honestly if they listen to the show they play f- they would find plenty of freezing cold takes um as we talked about at the beginning of the show as we both had as email we both, recap as we both had seattle in the super bowl <laughs> Um, but yeah, good stuff. So, but on that note, and I have to give him credit, and I can't stand him, Max Kellerman. However, he put out today, and this was great because he gets grief all the time when for his statement of years ago when he said how Brady was had gone off the cliff, and they're just like he's terrible, and like it's going to be a decline. And he's like, you could argue that Tom Brady has had a Hall of Fame career. Since I made that statement. <laughs> yeah, when was that? I feel like it was the year... I feel like it might have been the year before the Eagles um, and them played in the Super Bowl. It could have been the year before for all... I, I don't know. But, like, it was around that time, I think. I'm sure it's it's on freezing and, cold takes. I, I Max Kellerman sent it out is what I saw. So, like, he sent it out. But, like, I don't know exactly when he did that. But it was just funny because he's, he's just owning it. He's like, yeah. Like, that was a bad I, one. Right. That was a bad one. Yep. Well, we we all have our own. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, bad sports uh, takes out there. Just some people well, have to as, have them thrown back. As, as our buddy Paul Roberts would say, that's what makes sports great. Like right. you can't write like you some of this stuff. Write some of this stuff. No, but absolutely. unlike unlike what Troy Aikman would say, the Bucks being good is one of the things that you could write. <laughs> yes. So that's where we're at. It looks like Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl back-to-back, so early congratulations to them, and obviously super happy for Chad Henney. If you didn't get to see our live interview with him last Sunday, just two hours after he helped the Chiefs (laughs) beat the Browns in an epic fashion, he called our show and talked to us for about six minutes. I I clipped it and posted it separately up on YouTube and Facebook. You can check that out. Uh, It was just great for him to just call in live. Like... He didn't, didn't need to do that, and we completely appreciate him taking the time to do that. You know, he's taking time away from his family, uh, just enjoying a pizza, and gives us a call to talk for a few minutes. And uh, now he's poised to go back to the Super Bowl again. So, um, absolutely uh, 
totally happy for him and his Chiefs teammates here as uh, Mahomes was <laughs> so perfect. He was about to run out of bounds. Instead, he gets another two yards, almost gets the first down, and just take, just slides, stays in bounds. So the, the great thing about, before we go here, just the last few minutes, and this goes back to me talking about, is it going to be annoying for the Chiefs to be good yeah. once Chad isn't there anymore? Whether it's retired or he moves to another team for a year or two, whatever. And like you said, it probably does depend if they're beating the Dolphin, my team, in the playoffs or something like that. Then I'm going to start to get really annoyed right. then, by it. Then it's tough. But the thing is, the Tyreek Hill situation aside, they're players I like. Now, I'm not a West AFC West fan, so like I, I understand why. if the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders guys don't like him, I get it. Trust me. That's why I don't like the Bills. I'm here telling you how much I don't like the Bills. And like, do I hate Josh Allen? No, I don't hate Josh Allen. But he plays for the Bills, so I hate Josh Allen. Well, <laughs> you know, I, that's the way it works. I understand. You know? Right. Sean but, Lee with the Cowboys. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. But like Patrick Mahomes is so likable. Yeah. Like for everything they talk about him on the field, he's just as powerful off the field in right. all the good ways right. i mean just they talk about his his charity work his foundations he's bought into the kansas city baseball team because he wants right. to be there long term right so it's just it's hard to dislike them and actually that is emphasized by my my mother-in-law loves patrick mahomes and she was she just wishes that there was some way he could play for the steelers that's because uh, she's not a roethlisberger that person. is my nightmare she, she does not like that has never liked roethlisberger that is my nightmare and she loves patrick mahomes and just wishes he could play for the steelers so there yeah, that wouldn't work well for you although i'm sure uh, uh, your wife would like that. oh my gosh <laughs> so that's that's why i'm just you know until it's a problem that's a future joey's problem if the Chiefs are a thorn in the Dolphins, it's a side. problem you hope you have to you hope you have is, to face. I do right? hope it comes up, but for now, as long as Chad's on the team and my Dolphins are out of the picture, I will be all about Chiefs Kingdom. So that's that's where I'm at. So uh, it, it was fun last Sunday in the you know the euphoria following the game <laughs> to just see everyone um, sending out the the gifts and the the uh, Photoshop pictures and. Just all the comments, and you know, some of them were funny. Some of them were just like, "Wow!" And uh, the Henny for Starter guys are really all about it. They're posting stuff. The next few days, I was retweeting and and reposting things on Instagram. Just people like someone did a watercolor painting of it, which was super cool. Um, didn't see if that was for sale. His other ones, he does a bunch of cheap stuff. Um, very cool stuff. But I was just finding anything and everything out there. And then we ended up making these shirts. So. And I like the Wilson ones. We got Chad's number and it got a signature there at the top. Um, it was just super fun. So if you're a Wilson fan and or in the West Lawn area, we do have some of these shirts available to purchase at May's Sandwich Shop. And again, um, a portion of the proceeds are going to the Wilson School District's Minithon. Uh, I'll be uh, sending them a check as soon as I have the final numbers. I got to wait till everything is everything comes in and everything. Uh, sell so let's uh, get those shirts sold so that i can get that donation into them justin anything to add before we uh wrap this up um sorry the camera's not working no that honestly that really does not matter <laughs> i don't know what happened um it's no weird. it's it's it is crazy like so yesterday i was like man there's no football on today like yeah it was, it, it was tough and then next week, there's going to be no Noth football. Because no, there's no, no Pro Bowl, like nothing. Like nothing. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be something, yeah. So, um, Super Bowl can't get here quick enough. But in some ways, it can only get here too quick. Because <laughs> like, after that, who? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we will have uh, one more show uh, in January, the 31st, next Sunday. That will be our true Super Bowl preview. Chiefs are inside the 10, about to score again. And hopefully that'll be with Paul Roberts. I'm going to reach out to him for that. Then we will be off for two weeks. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday, obviously, we don't want to take viewership away from the Super Bowl. So right, yeah, the NFL has we'll reached like, out to us. Right, right. They said, could you please? And they're like, yeah, sure, definitely. Um, but since we're doing the preview the week before, we don't necessarily have need to have a show then. So we're going to take that Sunday off. We've been going pretty strong since uh, Wilson football season ended anyways. So it'll be nice to have a little bit of a break. Uh, we're actually going to be off the next Sunday, too. That's Valentine's Day take a little um, midwinter break for us. So we'll be off two weeks in a row. However, uh, in about a month from now, uh, February 21st, that is actually going to be our 10th anniversary show. Mm -hmm. And I believe it actually may fall on 
the almost exact date that we debuted hey, 10 years go. ago. There you go. Um, we, we, like, technically were founded, I think, the 11th, but our first broadcast show may have been the 21st. It was right around then. So, dude, um, think about that. Like, day. how we were upstairs passing the microphone back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I know. We tell this, this story all the time, <laughs> but the first, what, seven episodes, there wasn't any yeah. video. Right. It was just us with a microphone that, for the first couple of shows, that came, literally came with my computer. Right. It wasn't even a microphone with like a windscreen. It was like one of those little, like, um, Right. Basically, a, a mic that you had before, like Zoom became popular. Right, like I was going to say, that so like, stick. think about the microphone you probably used if you needed one a year ago, like, and, right, yeah. and, and have upgraded since. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it's it's amazing how far th- we've come and how much things have changed in the last ten years, both technologically, uh, in sports, in the world, in our lives, you know, personal lives, um, marriages, and and children and all that stuff but we keep plugging away and 325 episodes here and our 10th anniversary will be our 327th episode um which is yeah kind of crazy to think about it but we just uh yeah. we just keep going yeah. i so. think i think we're pretty safe with the chiefs here yeah yeah so the chiefs scored extra point is good 38 15 with seven and a half minutes to play so yeah chiefs buccaneers a lot of people are going to be um, right with their predictions. I'm sure there's plenty of people that picked that. Because everyone was all about the Chiefs. I'm not sure anyone... The the other popular pick, I think, was Baltimore. Like, if they weren't yeah. picking the Chiefs, Baltimore most were picking the Ravens. I think right. that was pretty high up there. All right. Um, so, just real quick. Like, I know the game didn't play out exactly the same as last year. But, like, the Packers, 13-3, and two years in a row. And just don't make completely Bowl. underwhelmed in the... NFC Championship game. It's one thing if you play really well and lose. I wouldn't constitute today's game as that for them. They played good enough. Well, right. no. They almost played good well, yeah, enough. Yeah, they didn't play good enough because they like, lost. But... Right. But, like, it's not like they went out and laid an egg like last year. But at the right. same time, like, it wasn't like you watched it like, oh, they deserve to win the game and just didn't get a cut. You know, they were just unlucky. No, they, they did plenty of things to lose the game. Um, it just... I don't know. It's weird. It's it's just weird there. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't think is happy there. Which I I mean, like part of me gets, but part of me doesn't. Like yeah, they right. drafted your replacement. Boohoo! Get over. It. This is why I'm not like I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. No, like so his it surprised trajectory me. is the I, opposite of Peyton Manning. I had a I had a I had this conversation to, to with your dad earlier this week, and he's in the same boat. And I was surprised. Like I thought your dad was going to be like, oh yeah, I kind of like Aaron Rodgers. He's like, no, I can't stand Aaron. No, Rodgers. he doesn't like, like Aaron oh my Rodgers. Gosh. Um, he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. And, and this is something that has happened over the last like five years. Like early stage Aaron Rodgers, like other than they were playing the Steelers, like no. I didn't mind him winning the Super Bowl. Actually, I like that he won the Super Bowl despite it being against the Steelers because you know who made shut up? Colin Coward. Because that was when back still when I listened to ESPN radio, it was before November 2011 and the Penn State stuff happened. And Colin Coward got to eat crow, and like Aaron Rodgers basically shoved it in his face. Right. He called him like I think he talked to him from like some limo ride from an airport or something, <laughs> and like he was very short with Colin and everything. And Colin was trying to like laugh it up, but like during the season or at least in the playoffs, and maybe even lead up to Super Bowl, Coward was like dogging on him that he right. didn't think Aaron Rodgers was any good. Right. And uh, Aaron Rodgers now since that Super Bowl put up a lot of stats, but not a lot of other thing, other hardware right. to show for it, at least the team hardware. Right. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. I don't feel like it almost completely mirrors Brett Favre, like to a T because you yeah. know how much I despise Brett Favre. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like Aaron Rodgers is doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And it could be really interesting because it could end up being the same way. Cause Favre wasn't happy when they drafted Rodgers, even though like he was getting like, you understand what, like, I don't know. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Like, we we talked about the way things work with drafts and and salaries and and whatnot. That the the Packers need to know what they have in Jordan Love by the end of his third season because you got to pick up his fifth year option before when league year four starts. You're picking up that fifth year option. Well, one year is already gone and done. So, are you going to judge that on either no years or one year, or do you want two years? Because if you want two years of evaluation, he's got to start this coming fall. Jordan Love has to start for the Packers this coming fall if you want two years of evaluation to figure out if you're picking up that fifth-year option. If you're okay going with one year of evaluation, you can let, you know, you can keep Rodgers around and play him this year, which is what I think is going to happen. 
Um, so I think the, the Green Bay Rodgers drama, I think, is a, a year away. I think we're going to hear a lot about it, but I don't think it's going to materialize. I, I think it's going to be next year. But, I mean, it puts the Packers in a precarious spot because maybe you win 10 to 13 games again next year, come up short, don't win another Super Bowl, but now you burn two years of Jordan Love and you have essentially a season to evaluate him or you got to pick up the fifth year just because you have to pick up the fifth year, which is what I'm going to guess is going to happen. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be very interesting to see. So thanks to our sponsors, May Sandwich Shop and Small Player Big Play. We appreciate their support of the show. Um, be sure to uh, visit them or um, check them out online at ordermaze.com or search for Small Player Big Play in your app store and get the app for youth athletics. And they've been streaming a whole bunch of content uh, in and around the uh, West Lawn um, Reading, Pennsylvania area and beyond. So they're a great uh, resource and we appreciate all they do for us here at the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. Uh, any shout outs, anything to mention, Justin? Uh, not, not off the top of my head. Not off no. the top of your head. So um, that's it then. I will say a little belated happy birthday to my daughter, Natalie, turned eight on Friday. Um, got her, uh, that's crazy. Eighth video up of, uh, recounting her, her year in uh minute or excuse me, second tidbits. That's always fun to do. Uh, and it's great uh, to watch the, the year that was, and I got eight of them now. And yeah, it is crazy that she's eight. Our, uh, our podcast is older than her, but it's amazing that she's been around for so much of it. And, uh, yeah. So happy birthday to her and I, happy birthday to, uh, my cousin Andrew, um, Brandy Wine Superintendent, celebrating birthday today. So. There you go. <laughs> sure, he hasn't had any difficulty over the last year um, with his job. No, just breeze right through there. <laughs> yeah, not envious of that. No, at not at all. So You've uh, had fun with that. Yes, yes, definitely do. So we will be back next week, like I said, episode 326, hopefully with Paul Roberts to preview Super Bowl 55 between the Buccaneers and Chiefs. So... That's it for us here at the Joe Mays and J-Rap show. We will be back again in one week's time. Until then, enjoy the rest of the AFC Championship game. And um, go Chiefs. There we go. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap show. Brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time...